This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. So um, I was like, hey, let me run this back and like just sit down for the full 50 minutes and, and catch that vibe. Why is this not playing, bro? This is what I'll be talking about. I set up the perfect song <laughs> for the intro. Can't even get into it. We was finna catch all kinds of seventies vibes. Oh, man, we'll wait uh, yeah, it'll pull up. Um anyway, uh shit, prayers up to Kevin Hart, man. I just saw the pictures from his accident. Yeah. That car looked toasted, bro. Like yeah. I I read like the details said the top of the car was flipped over woo woo woo, but I'm like, it was an old school, so it might have been a soft top. I ain't really think about it. Like it might have been that tragic, but no, nah, that car looked terrible, man. So Prayers up to the boy Kevin Hart. Um, prayers up to uh, to my homie Keish, man, and, and her people, dog. She dealt with a little accident recently, too, mm. and her fam. So prayers up to uh, to my dog B. Bubba. Get well. Do, do, do. All right, we just going to say screw everything and just, I okay, am. here we go. Okay. It just came back up. I had to close the joint out. And then, do, 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 ooh, ooh. Alright, get some uh some music popping on this joint. Let me um y'all catch these vibes real quick. Kids is what make me feel so good. See you're looking at the glory that's coming up into the future of life. See the younger youth is what's gonna make everything to keep going after I done pass down the hill. Young, get black, black and black, black. turn it black. <laughs> You know the vibes. They know the vibes. Not playing with y'all. We're gonna let this rock a little bit longer. So y'all can understand the vibe we on. The zone that we on, the zone that we on. No, this weekend comes. <laughs> New crew! See, joints that let the music rock out this long, they already know. You already know what time it is. Yeah. All right, here we go. Don't ask me where that came from, neither, because I'm not telling y'all. What up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to This Week in Culture, episode 59. I am your host, Ant Wood, a.k.a. Trinidad, and a.k.a. Birthday Ant. Yeah. I got my dog with me. Jay, what up, though? What's poppin'? What up? It's Jay Johnson, one half of the culture. Uh, glad to be back. Yeah, man. Uh, shout to everybody who waited on this. Y'all know after an episode of Snowfall like that, we wouldn't normally leave y'all waiting this long. But I uh, had the birthday yesterday, so I had to move some things around. But we back. We in the building, and we here to talk about it. This Week in Culture, we review episode seven. 
was that seven or eight? eight? Episode, Episode eight. eight of Snowfall on FX, man. We're gonna get right into it. Uh boy, Episode actually eight before is we called uh, Hedgehogs. Hedgehogs. Episode eight, Hedgehogs. Before we even get into it. I got a Blackberry letter for Oh, us. you know, I was going to ask oh, if we had boy. a Blackberry letter. I actually got one for this and for Powers. Okay, so can, okay. Yeah, I, I caught two this week. Let me find them, uh, them screenshots, man. Sh- shout out to all the listeners. Shout out to all the supporters. Shout out to everybody, man. Uh, big shout out to everybody that came out to the birthday function yesterday, man. I had a nice uh, family event over here at another venue that I'm not going to tell you all about because you're not going to mess up my low-key spots. Please, but uh yeah, man, and shout out to that venue, dog, because they ain't really give us no shit. Like, I thought, you know, once we start singing happy birthday, niggas start falling in. We took the entire front half of the joint. I thought they might start giving us some shit because yeah. uh, we was ordering drinks recklessly and living life. But, nah, everything was handled appropriately, man, and I really appreciate what they did. So, uh, all right, let me get to this Blackberry letter. Hey, fellas, I am dating someone. We both have used the term dating, but I feel like it's more than that. We've not said the words exclusive relationship, but he has told me that he's only seeing me and only wants me. I'm only seeing him and I've told him the same. Recently, he asked, could he post our picture on his Instagram to show me that he's serious about us progressing in our dealings with each other? I just want to ask the fellas. Would you post someone that you're only, quote, dating, or is it safe for me to assume that this guy may really be viewing me as the one and someone he's in a relationship with? I'm obviously hoping for the latter, but just wanted to get your opinions. We have said, oh, P.S., we have said the words, I love you already. I Hold on. Ah, this week in culture is brought to you by these uh, Mexican beers, we're Mexican brews. Yeah, no, we never pumping nobody up uh, who ain't black and for the culture. Uh, shout out to y'all, <clears throat> y'all too. Yeah, you know, it sound like y'all got a nice little button relationship. Definitely, going on. definitely sound like they cracking. Um, and I think y'all are 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 falling victim to this new social media social age though. that trap. Because it's that trap, bro. Both of y'all have told each other that y'all only want to deal with each other and are only dealing with each other. And y'all didn't say y'all. And y'all said y'all love each other. Yep. Y'all in a relationship already. Yeah. And that's the thing. So um I've had this conversation ad nauseum before where uh I've said like, yo, at my age, 35, in our, our mid 30s or even early 30s, shit, even late 20s, how do you like acknowledge you're actually in a relationship like exclusively because you ain't asking nobody will you go with me no more we grew past that but it's like so what does that conversation look like right i mean once i tell you i love you and then you tell me you love me uh fam we together and that so that's kind of alluding to my point uh just because you're not having the specific will you go with me yes or no conversation you got to sort of take the context clues right like y'all have said the words I'm exclusive and I'm only dating you and I'm only trying to date you. You've said the words, I love you. It ain't really too many other words to say. Like, like I love you is more important when will you be my girlfriend? Yeah, I love you and I only want to date you and be with you. That's all the convo I need. Not a fear about posting somebody on social media. That shit is wild. So these are two separate issues. Because it sounds like you asking one is it safe to assume that y'all are together in a relationship? But two, is it safe to let this nigga post me on his socials? Because these are two separate questions. Yeah. I would definitely say 
y'all are in a relationship. That sounds like a fact. If y'all want to cross a T and dot an I on that, just say the words like you're my girlfriend, you're my boyfriend, etc. At the point where where y'all love each other, yeah. y'all should be comfortable having that conversation, right? Facts, facts. I ain't never said I love you to somebody that I didn't go with. Um, uh, I don't think I have. I might have. I might have. If I, I did, I was lying. I'm going to just throw that out there. If I said that, I, I was totally lying. I was on some Martin Thin Line shit. I was trying to get ass. I think uh, my last relationship, I think I actually did officially ask, like, that we in a relationship yeah. But we was already in one <laughs> like, You know what I'm saying We was already in one And then we was at like At a, a red reception And we went outside Like it was yeah. You know It was the moment <laughs> Yeah um, But like You know But as far as the social media piece This is actually a, a really good conversation man And one that I find Comes up often When do you put Your significant other On your social media Right Um, My answer On the Just short end of it when you feel like it, nigga. If I could tell you I love you, if I could tell you I want to be exclusive with you, I should be able to put you on my social. No questions asked. That's how I feel. Like, I'm not ashamed of you, right? Yeah, I'm not. And, like, I get it. People are private, whatever. Like, yeah. I'm not going out my way to find a particular picture to post. Yeah. But if I'm out and I'm having a good time and people is taking pictures and yeah. we in one and, I, and I'm posting other shit, like, what? Why would I post all my other friends and all my and other not stuff you. and like you know? Because yeah. I feel like that kind of that's a slight to the relationship, yeah. right? Like I can post every other thing that I think is important enough in my life or in my day to put on the internet and put on my personal page. But then the woman that I'm with, or in her case, the man that she with, if if it was like a conflict to post them, like that now says granted, this ain't really something, dog. Now, granted, there are people who like to protect. Uh, what they what they hold valuable, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's like, well, I don't want nobody to ruin this. Like, that's a whole nother. But that's so. I here's how I look at that. This is my response to that because I I hear niggas when they say, oh, well, I'm just private and oh, I'm just uh, this convo so real. Jay spilling the brew, nigga. <laughs> but uh, no, I hear people say like, oh, I'm just private. I like to keep my shit private. But it's like, nah, fam. Everything else is public. You posting ultrasounds. You posting uh. Pictures of I tell you what I do got a problem with what you ever post when you with an emoji on my face I'm fine on you <laughs> either either step into it or leave it alone I'm like fine on you, don't though. put don't half ass put me up and then cover my face with a heart emoji or heart eyes I'm not really gonna fire on you no I'm gonna fire on you <laughs> ain't gonna fire you. Jay gonna shoot you nigga if you post them with an emoji he gonna shoot you but uh don't if you gonna put me up put me up. If you're not ready to put me up, that's your business. But don't use the excuse of, oh, everything is private. Niggas be putting their credit scores up. They fucking new house keys. They ultrasounds. They first baby pictures. Everything in the world go up. But then it's like your significant yeah. other. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, I like to keep my life private. Like, fam, miss me with that. Yeah, I don't think I ever, like, went out my way to post pictures. Like, I mean, if you scroll back long enough, a couple of my relationships, they yeah, up there. I'm not, yeah. I'm not deleting the shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like, it ain't never really just been like, hey, let's post a picture. Yeah. But like, when you out and having a good time or you at an event, and yeah. like, nigga, we look at. Especially if shit. y'all, if somebody take a good picture of y'all, nigga, my shit going up. And here's the thing now we got the stories, right? Yeah. So you could post it in a story, 24 hours. You could do the close friend. So it's still ways that you could get that off. And show whoever your significant other is, you definitely not embarrassed about her or him. Now, but you know, now, it's political. Man. Now, uh, being somewhat a, a, a person who was a little bit out there with yeah. different ventures and shit, yeah. Uh, and I do share a lot 
talking, I don't know, four or five hours a week facts, on, on, facts. on air. Um, there is a part of my life I do need to keep private for yeah. me because I feel like I, I, I share so much. And clearly we know motherfuckers out here are crazy. That's a fact. Like, people out here are Man. crazy. No, they're nuts. Um, And, like, they will talk to you about, like, people out here are crazy. You ever seen the movie? Uh, Stalking is real. You ever seen the movie Single White Female? 100%. So, we got some single black females that be uh, hitting the pod page, hitting me and Jay on some, like, real random shit. Like, motherfuckers we don't really particularly know, but they be talking, like... Like, they know know us. You know what I'm saying? And it ain't, yo, shout out to everybody for listening to the pods. But, like, some of the convos that we see in the DMs be like, fam, you're a little out of pocket. Like, stop sending me voice messages. Don't send me voice messages. Yo, if don't you ain't never. Me, don't send me four voice messages back to back to back to back. Fam, I, I had some chicks uh, over the weekend when I posted pics. You know, I was with my shorty. It was my birthday weekend. Posted pics with her. It was some chicks hitting me who I ain't never met in my life, but who I no list to the pod saying some very like detailed intimate mm-hmm. things about me i'm like oh you and her look so lovely i'm so happy for you i wish you oh, nothing but the best nice. no it's nothing but the best but then when you continue that com- how long have y'all been together i don't know you ma'am <laughs> i don't know how long i've been with her ask the police nigga like dog don't do me like that man so it's you just got to be careful with this internet shit man right. so i do uh with relation to the letter if dog is ready to post you on the page, I wouldn't overthink it. I I think that it's he just like because honestly, what it seems like is he need your permission. Yeah, and that's and, this and, is his way to ask you if you serious. So like you clearly via the letter told us that you only want him and everything like that. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure that he know that. Yeah, because he told you yeah. he made a post. Y'all didn't say love and shit, but like he thinks that there is a barrier on your end yeah. about him posting it. So I guess you need to. And that's that's the politics of this day we live in, man. Like uh, thinking about posting your significant other on, because you think, fam, you share your body with this person, you share your your intimate thoughts with this person, you share your whole life. But boy, sharing that picture, it's a level of trust. If we fucking, if we fucking raw. I'm sharing my, uh, I'm like, nigga, fam, you might give me some. Like, I trust you. That's low enough. key the rule. You know what I'm saying? If we could share uh, liquids. We didn't exchange certain energy. We can share pictures. That's just the rule right there. So, But everybody I exchange energies with don't post me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that I said that. Uh, nah, I ain't never exchanged energy with none of you. Yo, if I exchanged energy <laughs> with anybody before my shorty, it was bad energy. So don't put uh, me up. Because yeah. yo, Juju off, nigga. Uh, yeah, man. So let dog post a picture. Obviously, how about, how about you post one first? Oh, show him you real, nigga. You know what I'm How deep is your love for me? Woo! Tell me what you wanna be. Hey man, do you see yourself fucking posting with a, a nigga like me? Nigga like me. <laughs> <laughs> on your own IG. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah man, post that. Yeah man, post that nigga dog. And uh, shout out to y'all for like being in a relationship and sending us a letter that wasn't problematic. Man, mm-hmm. appreciate that. Uh, that's good problems to have, right? Yeah, there. that's a great problem to have. Like, yo, I actually like my person. Wasn't no wanna toxic put them on the shit. Yeah, because like, I'm be pretty cheating. sure the other one is toxic. So okay. when we get to uh, episode sixty, we're gonna be right back in our toxic bag. Let me see. I'm just previewing it. Yeah, this look toxic. All right. <laughs> yeah, I ain't. I just read two sentences What's and the got name? that. Memorial vibe. Day or Labor Day? 
uh labor happy labor day to everybody man happy labor day it's a beautiful weekend out here shout out to everybody who ain't working Fact. uh upload these shits today man so yeah y'all ain't got shit to do y'all yeah. work listen to both episodes play these at your barbecues play these in your in your lawn or at your cookout your kickback when folks ask who was that talking let them know it's the lydia's podcast ever this weekend culture man let's get right to it dog the folks done waiting long enough snowfall episode eight yo off the top, the intro mm. to this episode, mm. it already let us know what the vibes was. Nigga, we knew the vibes you know instantly, the vibes. dog. So we had that montage of Mel becoming crackier and crackier yeah. and crackier, dog. I don't I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. Yeah. Last week I think I was a prisoner of the moment with um with power. Yeah. That was like the worst episode ever. You absolutely year. were. Uh <laughs> <laughs> And niggas was talking to me like, no, why do you think that? And I, and I yeah. explained it to him, and I yeah. and I took other people's opinion of the episode down a little bit, but like, <laughs> it wasn't like the entire. It worst. wasn't because you know here's what I said uh, with my people. We was rapping, and I was like, "Fam, was it a bad episode? Episode, absolutely." But it was watchable, and that's kind of how I'm taking this season at this point. Like I was just upset with that when it started. That off song with that fight they scene. gave us the wrong. Yeah. Well, the song Trey songs took us yeah. out. That yeah. y'all put me in a bad mood yeah. from the rip. You put the worst nigga who ever sang on the beginning of a show yeah. with a classic theme, bro. So this last episode of Snowfall, yeah, I'm trying not to be a prisoner of the moment. Yeah, and say that this was the best episode. But this is one of my. This is like one of my favorite episodes. Oh, now that I I feel like we comfortable saying like I, I can make this episode yeah. top five dead or alive. Yeah, not just because. You know what I'm saying of the ending of, of the what episode, happened at the end, yeah. But it was like a right now it's a commute a commute a, blah, 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 accumulation, yeah. of a different plots and storylines yeah. that are coming to a head, and like you kind of like on the edge of your seat, like what's about to happen now? Oh shit! How's Frank gonna yeah. get himself out of yeah. here? You know what I'm saying? So, so to your point that you just made about power, the previous episode of Snowfall, I got on here and told our listeners I wasn't the biggest fan of it. I ain't it wasn't the worst episode or nothing like that, but I felt like I ain't really get nothing from it. We spent most of it looking for Melody, look for Wanda, trying to figure that out, and we ain't really move none of these plots forward. And I get it. Sometimes you need an episode that just like doesn't do anything, but it kind of it's just for entertainment. Yeah. And that was last week. This episode right here was what I was waiting on. This was amazing, bro. the The way it was shot, the way the script was written. Oh, can, is is there a um a snowfall soundtrack? I don't know, but let if it is, on, let me look on check iTunes, bro. Because even the opening credits. Because ultimately, what I'm gonna end up doing is yeah. going back and getting the song off the opening credits for the whole season and putting that and shit just on. jamming, yeah. just jamming. I fuck around, drop that shit as a podcast. And that no, like facts. <laughs> like and we'll do all this on yeah. and wait till we get sued and put that, yeah. get pulled out. Cuz here's the thing. Sue me. Oh, you know what? No. I've been to jail. We'll do a this week in culture playlist. Yeah, we could do this cuz that's the thing. Them vibes that we get y'all we could really like go in. We ain't never really went in our bag on the intro. Curated music. vibes, fam. fam. We go on the we'll this put weekend, a, this, this week in culture, culture playlist. playlist coming soon. Uh oh, and uh my personal playlist. Follow me on iTunes and Apple Music. Uh that Antwood playlist part three is coming soon, man. Well, you know, it's Jay yeah. Johnson three one three on everything that matters. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I like to refer to myself as the playlist god. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't know, bro. I'm catching different waves, bro. I'm catching right now. I'm twelve hours deep on waves, nigga. And that's 
last two, three playlists. But uh, yeah, we're going to give y'all this this weekend culture playlist. But this episode started out, you want to give them a little bit? I know you had it pulled up earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're going to give y'all a little bit of how this episode came on. Again, the vibes that we caught in that montage with Melody was crazy, bro. In fact, we'll talk about it over the montage. Ed, let's get to it. So, you know, during this yeah. shit, it come on. She oh, looking yeah. At, she looking at the sky. and then Asking the, God why. Then the crack smoke come out of her mouth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like, you got to blow the crack smoke. You can't inhale. I'm wilding out because, like, damn, she just smoking crack up in the In the crib. house, bro. Like, it's hookah. How you smoking crack in the crib, bro? Then I'm like, well, where Andre? Fam, that nigga Andre is on the front couch. Boom, nigga boom, boom. out there sitting like Al Bundy. She's sneaking out windows and shit. Fam, Andre did the worst job. Frank, how did the episode end last week with Franklin telling Andre, don't let her out of your sight? If I was you. If I was you, I wouldn't let that girl out of my sight. How the fuck are you letting her just smoke crack in the bedroom and you out there watching good times, bro? And my issue is this with Andre. Like, you the police. Facts. First off, Franklin told you, like, don't let her out of your sight. Um, You ain't got no job right now. At all. You off work. Yeah. You don't have a car right now. Fam. Like, you are outside on the front porch or, like, you Fam. should, it should never be a, do you know how crack smoke smell? Yes. Like, I know how crack smoke smells and just a vial of crack. Yeah, like yeah. that's a very distinctive smell. Extremely. Like it it's not no That ain't a cigarette or a cigar coming out that bedroom. Yeah. Fam. Like, fam, you know she in there smoking crack. That ain't them flat irons. Where's you why are you leaving the house with a crackhead? How are you up in the front? First of all, off top. Off top. I'm a nigga from, you know, a, a southern background. I come from Hooper City, Alabama. I got some old school parents. Jay, I know you got some old school parents. Yeah, yeah. I know you've heard the words and I know most of our listeners have heard these words. Don't close no doors in my house. Nigga. So you not in there laid up all day with your door closed smoking crack while it's, I'm just out on the couch, bro. Especially while you're addicted to drugs. Fam. You don't have an open door. Because it's a whole caveat right there. That drug addiction, you cannot just be laying there chilling and I'm not supervising you. This nigga come in the room with a Papa Romano's box of pizza. Fam, this is not vacation. Fam. You don't get pizzas for doing crack. Fam. We're doing rock. <laughs> Cause we ain't calling it crack yet. Hey, you not fam. you free basing out here, fam. My favorite part though, and by favorite I mean the absolute dumbest shit Andre did was nail up that one two by four over the window from the inside. From the inside of the window, Melody. I don't know if you know crackhead strength, very uh, and crackhead intellect and crackhead determination to go get crack. Boy, I think crack may improve your intelligence quotient. A.K.A. I.Q. Uh, and because the niggas be problem solving like a motherfucker. Crack definitely improves your determination. And it improves your thinking skills and your cognitive skills to find ways to go get crack. I think it removes all excuses. Yeah. Things that would normally stop you from doing something. No. Fuck it removes way. inhibitions. Yeah. It removes, honestly, just... The that devil on your shoulder that tells you not to do something or tells you, oh, if you do it that way, you're gonna get caught or you're gonna get in trouble. No, crack says go do it right now. Yeah. Go do it. whatever you gotta run to it. Nigga, you about to let a brick wall stop you? Fam, <laughs> I know you ain't finna let no two by four stop you from getting this crack. That's whack. 
Boy, Melody went up to that two by four and snatched that bitch out the window so quick. You put one two by four over a window that wasn't two by four. If the window was a two by four space, I might have understood. So he was doing the worst parenting job in the history of parenting. How about you just be in the room with her? How about you take her out in the living room with you? Because, like, I'm going to be that annoying parent. Yeah. If my, 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 my child is addicted or whatever, yeah. guess what? I'm bringing my sleeping bag and I'm sleeping in your room, too. And so they had that scene, right, where he goes in there and they arguing and he smacked a crack vial out of her hand. And then next thing they show him, like, holding her yeah. in bed. And she crying and he crying and everybody crying. I do feel bad for the nigga, though. I feel terrible. Your, your only begotten daughter... Is strung out on a drug you literally cannot stop. You can't control it. And strung out by a nigga you helped raise. Which is a whole different... Your next door neighbor that you helped raise, his family that you've seen and know, like you helped them. As dope as this episode was and as dope as the tension between Franklin and Andre has been up to this uh, episode... We can't forget that Andre is technically the good guy. No, Andre is definitely the good guy technically, but I would have loved if during season one or maybe even season two, uh, if we would have gotten some of that relationship, a little bit more of that. Because yeah. I feel like that would have added to the emotional part of this episode. Like, Because we know Andre helped raise him and he we was there. We didn't. The development of Andre didn't come into season three. Yeah. And that's not really right. And that's because... We seen him one time when he choked... Well, when he showed up and helped yeah. when uh, Unk was getting choked out by yep. the white cops. Yeah. And he kind of got shunned off. Yeah. But that was the extent of it. And that's up until this season, we've only seen Andre as Melanie's, Melody's overprotective dad. We haven't seen Andre as a guy who helped raise Franklin. Mm-hmm. If we would have gotten just a little bit of that, this episode might have been my favorite episode of all. Because I feel like that would have added to the the whole, right? And what happened at the end, it would have put like a, a different emotional spin on it. Like, yeah. fam, that was like your dad. We don't, we don't only, the, the we only, heard about the it. The emotional connection I got is like, nigga, that's your girl dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know you fucked up over it because you think it was what she going to be. But we don't have that connection between those two. Exactly. So, yeah. And I, it's I like, agree. yeah, dog. Like, if they would have just developed him and uh, Franklin before crack, if they would have gave us that BC. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, this would have been. It would have been perfect, dog, because we would have felt differently. But agreed, man. I definitely, in that montage, I felt bad for Andre because they did a great job. Shout out to whoever filmed that scene. Like, that, it was done beautifully. But they also did a great job, like, capturing his desperateness. Like, he really trying to stop her from doing this, and he don't know what to do. So y'all know, well, some of y'all know, some of y'all don't. You know, I'm in the photography and videography and stuff like that. And oftentimes, I look and... um, there's a series and shit I look at on YouTube and it explains the behind the scenes of certain shots in certain movies or whatever. Yeah. And you may think that it was a lot of clever editing. Yeah. And sometimes it's like when the camera is panning off, it's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of people changing clothes and moving back. Yeah. So like in this in this scene, the camera was like on uh on a, a slider, so it go to the left and when it moved back to the right, it's another scene with them. Mm-hmm. Um but it was a constant shot. So I actually think that they was Moving out, running, switching their clothes, and jumping back in versus having that stuff edited. It's a, uh, you know, I don't know. I won't post a link, but that's some shit I'm into. So I love the way it was shot because yeah. that's something hard to pull off. If it was edited like that, it's extremely hard to pull off. But if it's edited, I mean, if it's shot like that and people are actually moving in and out, 
for that scene is damn near impossible. So yeah, great cinematography. Yeah, man. Uh, and again, I, I just think that the emotions evoked between father and daughter, um, because what you saw, you saw was two things. Andre caring so much about Melody and so much about trying to get her to just stop doing the drugs and she keeps leaving keeps but what you saw from her was I don't care what you're doing pop like none of your efforts are affecting me I'm going back outside and I'm going to get this crack and, and he was, blames Frank Franklin 100% Franklin pulled up in the driveway like she gone again and then he just looked at him like man Nigga, you asked me that, nigga? Andre you? sitting out on the porch smoking a square. And that look you know what's funny about that scene, dog? When Franklin asked him that, in my head, I literally said, the nerve of this nigga. <laughs> the nerve because and it ain't Franklin didn't get her strung out on that shit at all. Like it's Franklin drugs though. But he's just Franklin drugs. So the 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 cyclical uh, behavior happening here is crazy because Franklin don't want her on there. He never put her on there. He never exposed her to it. He wasn't the one giving her coke. None of that. But she still got Franklin drugs in her system right now, and that's crazy, bro. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was that opening, and that opening was strong as hell. We knew what kind of episode we was finna get, but boy, I ain't know where we was headed, man. So let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what led to everything that happened this episode. Teddy, Teddy, um, Reed Thompson, him and his wife, his wife, find, we've been talking about it all season. Teddy don't know. She not there for you, bro. She not there to help you, bro. She's working. Yeah. And she got sent there to work. And where you think she's finally like on board with your mission and your, your case, fam, she literally, the government sent her down there. You ain't no cop, Jay Reed. Fam, you ain't no cop. Teddy, uh, Reed. <laughs> no, Reed. Reed. <laughs> yeah, you ain't no cop, Reed. T. Reed. So, <laughs> so um. They catch the vibes. On nah, that, y'all niggas ain't seen <laughs> In Too Deep, man. I'll do an In Too Deep review right now and say fuck the snowfall shit. But, uh, when, when, when we saw her come and we knew from the outside as viewers that she wasn't going there with good intention. She wasn't going there to help. She was going there for the government takeover to take his operation from him and have him come sit back at a desk. It was like, how is this going to play out? It's right? like, look, fam, uh, you didn't start this shit up. We didn't got the money flowing. Now we can plug, we can plug anybody else in here with you. Cause right now you just picking up drugs and dropping them off at Franklin. And shit. Mm-hmm. Well, technically that's what they think he's doing, Yeah, but it's definitely a lot more nuance in that dealing with all these personalities yeah. Dealing with an Ivy, dealing with the the white Colombian looking nigga, yeah. Um, dealing with a Franklin, dealing with all this stuff. There's a lot more. And uh, hey man, Teddy is a sociopath. So him and he's absolutely a sociopath. And and Franklin are very much alike. Extremely, they are They're, very much alike. The only reason they aren't exactly the same is because they plan for two different teams. Teddy still in his mind. Thinks he's doing this shit for the government. Franklin still in his mind. Think he's doing it for black people. Thinks he's doing this for black people and for the sake of enterprise, right? And both of them used to be good people. Extremely. But are detached from the emotional aspect of all that shit that they doing. Yeah. Like when last week when Franklin asked his mom, like, is that girl okay? Yeah. Nah. She on the rock. She on the rock now. And like, then walked away. It was nothing. Like, it was nothing. Look, there's nothing I can do about that shit. No. Yeah. On the surface, but on, but on the inside, he kind of he's still kind of broken up. 
Because yeah. him and Auntie was talking. and Yeah. Oh, yeah. Him and Auntie had that whole combo. And Auntie told him straight up because he heard where Melody was at. So Franklin got the word out in the streets. If you see Melody, page me. He talking to Auntie. They rapping. They kicking it. Woo, woo, woo. And he got the page. They found mail. Again? I, again. Auntie said, Look. Franklin, that girl gone, baby. You got to let her go. She gone, bro. She belong to the streets. She do. And Sign that's the future. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all seen the video. <laughs> but you no, it's. How, you see how the camera paint, well, the video of future and um, Young Thug. And yeah. he was like, uh, when he said she belonged to the streets, that nigga paying the video to the street and shit. <laughs> Classic. Anyway. But um, you know what's kind of funny, too? When Auntie told Franklin, that girl gone, you got to let her go. It took me back. To last week when Franklin told Mama, she on the rock now. Franklin, how you don't know she gone, bro? You got the same hope that her daddy got, that your mama had, but you don't want to. You can't take your own advice and let her go because they don't know yet, though. Like you think, yeah, you know, yeah. But like this is this the first example of a quote unquote good girl, smart girl that you know, yeah, that is not the same person no more. And you be like, all right. Cause when you come down off your high, you you relatively normal again. Yeah, and you can be you very um, coherent and you're speaking and like you know what's going yeah. on. But then, and it's it's messed up too. Cause um, and they play on your emotions. They want to yeah. act normal. Yeah. So when let's talk about when Franklin go get her, she at the crack house. Where I don't know if it's the same crack house as the I ain't like look at like the it's address a, and all. I know it was a different dude who came out there because uh, that first dude had that fro. Yeah. Um, but this was a different guy, and Melody's arguing with dog. So during that montage, what we see is not only her leaving the crib time and time again and sneaking out the house to go get crack. She starts to realize she no longer has any money. You remember her dad took her book bag full of cash. Yeah. So now she's starting to sell her belongings. Oh, in exchange was, for crack. What was also funny in that uh in that open when that opening scene was every time they panned it was less shit on the wall and inside of the room. Yeah. She yeah. was selling everything. Nigga, that wall was empty. After. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so. And that's one of the things I loved about this scene. Literally. Every pen, it was like, Something changed. oh, the TV's gone, the VCR gone, the record player gone, the clothes is gone, the, the covers on her bed are gone. Like, she was getting rid of everything. And then her and her dad was uh, fighting over, like, a jury box mm-hmm. or something like that. So when Franklin pull up to the crack house, we see Melody in front talking to the dealer. And he basically telling her, you ain't got no money, I ain't got shit for you. She trying to sell him something. Yeah. Well, they not selling to her. Yeah, that's the other rule in the street. Franklin got niggas, page me and don't give her nothing. And so dude is like, I can't do nothing for you. She like, man, why? Franklin, like. And we, then we, 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 we've seen this same scenario play out in another uh, show that we reviewed. In uh, The Shy. Mm, mm. Don't sell nothing to uh, young dog mom. Yep. And yep. When, when somebody did, we seen what happened. Dog got beat down. Like the yeah. rule is like you can't sell to her. When a when a dealer tell you that's off limits, nine times out of ten it's a personal reason. And they don't got shit to do with this money and no drugs. And we humans. We are we are built off emotions. Yep. I don't give a fuck what you what you wanna be or what yeah. you think you are. Everybody built off emotions and somebody got a spot, a button to push. Yeah. Don't sell to her. So the rule is don't sell nothing to melody no more. Dog is arguing with Melody, and uh, while they arguing, Franklin pull up. Franklin come up, 
He grabbed Melody up and she like Did you notice the I don't know the subtleness of what happened though? Hmm. So while she was arguing with him, she just stopped and like sighed because she knew at that moment that Franklin was there. Yeah. And then she turned around with that because everybody looked up yeah. like, oh so, shit. So what Snowfall isn't good on doing is explaining timelines. Yeah. Because that's and I think the timeline is way off. Like, how long is this summer? Like, how long was it? <laughs> in real life? From like a summer's only two week, two months, right? Yeah. You they graduate what June, maybe? Yep. They graduate in June and college start in August. And they was already going back to college early, so that means it wasn't August yet. Yeah. So in two months, um Franklin and uh and Mel stopped fucking with each other, right? And when yeah. they asked him why you think why y'all know where we at? Like, well, that was your first. Like, nigga, we ain't been together in a long time. Yeah. Well, what's a long time? It's only been roughly two months. Yeah. Um, maybe. Maybe. Because I also feel like it's been conversations between Andre and Mel where they said school starting a few weeks. Like, she said it. School starts in three weeks. If we take this road trip now when she was beat up and she yeah. ain't want to go yet. If we leave tomorrow or whenever, we have exactly three weeks till school starts. By the end, my face will be healed. Yeah. So, in three weeks, you've turned... Instant crackhead, And, bro. like, how long was that montage? Like, how long was that period when yeah. it was going back and forth? Um, also, like, time has been progressing because, like, in different conversations, like, that was weeks ago when my house was yeah, broke. Yeah, like, yeah, So they don't do a really good time, a good thing with time. But I would suppose that Franklin has been showing up over and over again, which is why Auntie, like, nigga, she gone. Let it go. You can't keep leaving meetings. You can't keep leaving the, the block. You can't keep going out there worrying about this girl. And she gone. And uh, to that point about time, um, damn, I just had a thought. How old is Franklin? Because we've been, I've been saying he's eighteen, right? Yeah. This season three, like you, this not the this not the same two months, right? Yeah, shouldn't be. He should be twenty twenty one. Yeah. And like, was him was him and Mel in the same grade? Were they the same age? Yeah. Because if not, Mel just graduated. He could have been graduated two years ago. Yeah. Like we don't, I don't know how long it's been. Yeah, it's uh, it's been interesting. I'm gonna say that, but yeah, to kind of consider that timeline, it is sort of leaving us with because even oh, when uh, when Andre's on the phone with his sister, yeah, he talked to his sister in Houston, and he says she'll leave for a day or two and come back. How many days or two is it? Because yeah. days or two add up to weeks, my nigga. So how long has this been going and he on? He said he been. Cause at first I thought he got like a two week suspension, but he's mm-hmm. been out for weeks. Cause he said I'm still I've been out, I'm still out. Yeah, like how long has this been? Yeah, so it's interesting. And I um I got mad for two seconds, cause I was like Andre, why don't you just get in the car and leave? But then I remembered he don't have no car. Yeah, cause that was the only I'm like, fam, just take her on a road trip. You ain't got to take her to school. I understand not wanting to leave her in another city now. Well, but, I hope you got a, a rental or a replacement or something. Like, where your insurance at, bro? You was the cops. You can get a car, bro. But um, whatever. So anyway, Franklin go get her, man. And he grab her up and they go talk. And she like, get off me. Franklin being a little aggressive with her. They step off to the side. And she like, or Franklin like, Mel, you got to stop. We can still get you together. We could still go to school. We, we get you still- cleaned up. We get you to Spelman. You come back and take care of the hoods. And I'm like, and she she played him. 
She play, she a crackhead now, bro. I'ma just that's the episode of it. She a crackhead now, bro. Like she a head now. Fit, bro. She like Franklin. I do I do want to get cleaned up. I just don't know how. He like no, you can. I can help you, baby girl. And, and nigga, next thing I know, she need him in the nuts. Now see, and she did what I hate when girls do. She was like, ah, look at big bad Franklin holding his little nuts. I, I don't like when chicks say you got a little dick after y'all fuck. So I don't I mean, like that. And this in this moment here. I needed Franklin to beat her ass. He needed to get on his man boy and choke her. Yeah. Because, Little choke. Like, not because. This I week in culture does not advocate for the uh, abuse of women, but. Yeah, I'm not. You got to choke a crackhead, though. Well, I'm I'm the I'm the top of the food chain. Facts. And I'm out at one of my spots, and everybody watching, and it's a motherfucking head, a yeah. fiend, going to knee me in my fucking nuts, and I'm supposed to walk the fuck away? Yeah. Like, that make you look soft. Yeah. He ain't talking about, you know, if you touch me, my daddy would kill you. Yeah. And she holds you, and you walk the fucking way with your tail between your legs. Yeah. And then what he say? Don't fucking page Don't me Don't no page more. me about this shit again. Nigga, you asked us to page you. I didn't. I wasn't just paging you, nigga. She belongs to the streets now. She do. They should have. Uh, I wonder if they was paging them like 304. <laughs> Hitting them with them codes. What's funny, though, is she sealed someone's fate. Well, y'all seen the fucking episode. She sealed her fucking daddy fate. Oh, 100%. Oh, oh, if I touch you, he gonna kill me. Yeah, because she like, what you gonna do? You gonna touch me? My daddy will kill you. Oh, nigga, I got your daddy gun, motherfucker. Will your daddy kill me? Will he? Even though, yo, all right, I find this real hard to believe. Again, I for a lot of TV, I can suspend my belief in, like, reality. But I find it real hard to believe that just because his service uh, pistol got taken, stolen, Means he ain't got another gun in the house. He might not. Fam, I got guns in the house that I ain't never even... I took half of them from my grandma. I ain't just... Still one. I had plenty. Nigga, I stole hers. Andre a weak-ass nigga, though. Dog, he could get another gun. So I just found out real, like, how you unprotected in the house and you a cop? And he used to be a jack boy. Fam, you ain't got... Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Because now you looking like the softest jack boy ever, but whatever, dog. So, um... Then, uh, what was the next scene after that, bro? Was that the Teddy and his girl scene? I feel like, yeah. So that's when we see uh, Teddy and his chick, and they talking, and they had they little, the first scene we see them was tense. Teddy was counting out a baggie or whatever, putting, he was bagging up, and uh, when he was bagging up, his wife hit him with that same shit. She hit him from last week. And then how about me in a year, nigga? Fam, man, you ready to go? Like, we could just, she like, Let's just go to Africa. Let's just <laughs> let's go to Africa. Damn, T. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's, beautiful. It's funny because that nigga named Teddy. But uh, <laughs> so she like, let's go to Africa. And that nigga Teddy really was like, niggas ain't ready for belly dick. Dog. Teddy was like, I mean, that shit sound cool and all, but he hit it with the DMX. Like that nigga was the fuck is in Africa. <laughs> like nigga just. Uh, I just want to, we should just go. Let's just go. Yo, whoever wrote that script. <laughs> but, um, so she was like, yo, fam, we could still get out. We got money. We got resources. Like, let's just end this shit right now. She not keeping it real with Teddy just yet. She ain't telling this nigga why she's so adamant about, yo, fam, just get out the game. Like, stop right now. So Teddy, like, Nah, nigga, I need at least another year for me to build the intel that I'm building. Like, I got relationships. I can't walk away from them just like that. We got to close this out strategically. So he like, I hear you, but holla at me in a year, fam. Like, I don't got nothing else for you. 
And the wife just kind of, she was like, all right, well, you you clearly don't need me here. And she walked out with an attitude. My thing is say what you saying, bro. Say what you there to say. Yeah. Stop hinting at it like, yo, I want to just go. Clearly this nigga is involved in some shit. He can't just get up and dead. Stop doing the ghost. Fam, because you're not telling me your plan or what's in your mind. you just telling me what will alter, like what you want me to do to do whatever's in your mind. And you're not telling me what the plan is. So she definitely ghosted that nigga. And when he wasn't with it, she dipped out. We didn't know how indicative the like tension and the attitude and all that between them and that scene was going to be. He was like, maybe in a year. Yeah. Because after he said maybe in a year, then we see wifey go to Andre crib. Nigga, Andre at the crib, waiting on Melody. He don't know where she at. Boom, boom, boom. Knock at the door. He think it's Mel. Nigga, he was on the phone with his sister, telling his sister like, yeah. Dallas. Yeah. He like, yo. Melody be in and out a few days. Whoop, whoop, whoop. That whole little combo. Then he get to knock at the door. He think it's Mel or somebody with Mel. He run to the door, sis. Let me hit you back. Open the door. It's Teddy wife. Some white lady at the door. He like, yeah, how can I help you? She like, yo, nigga, we work for the same people. I don't even know you. So how the fuck we work for the same people? She like. She say, Franklin, he all in. Yeah. Come on in. Soon as she said the words like. Yeah, we both have a common enemy or whatever in Franklin say that nigga said, Well bring your white ass in the house. Let me make some tea. So she um, she starts snitching. Like Easy. Like, yo, this nigga that nigga got connections, fam. He walked away from murder, all these drug charges and shit got dropped yeah. and everything. Like he got help. She from like that inside. drug case was yours. That murder case was yours. Pardon me. That murder charge was yours. How you think he got out of that? He connected way deeper than you can imagine right now, bro. And he like, what? So she get that nigga a card. Card. She say, call me, nigga. Why you burning popcorn and shit? Like, nigga, nigga. You, you making popcorn and your daughter out there gone off the rock. If my daughter in the streets on the rock. You making popcorn. I don't want no Jiffy Pop. <laughs> like, I don't know what he was making. But, but uh, no, I definitely don't want no Jiffy Pop, nigga. He burnt that shit like uh, Drew Barrymore and Scream and shit at the beginning. She was on the phone with I the nigga. It was water. So he niggas in that bitch making ramen noodles and shit. Like, oh, he just uh, boiled a pot over? Yeah. Oh, nigga, you burnt the ramen. Like, uh, All right, so after that, though, now that she done told Andre, like, yo, Franklin is involved in this street shit way deeper than street level, and he got some forces behind him that you ain't aware of. Now, Andre, his thoughts are triggered now. Now he curious. I didn't know what she left him. Yeah. I, I thought she left him with, like, her card to, like, contact me later when you want to talk. Yeah. One of them type Man. of shit. I had no idea. It was Franklin Address. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I didn't know where he was going in that next Yeah. Scene. So the only reason that I peeped as he was pulling up or that I at least thought that's Franklin crib is because he was driving up that hill. That was the same hill Franklin turned at when Andre got pulled over. Oh, I ain't Franklin peep. literally turned a corner to go up a hill and Andre got pulled over at that next block. So, Andre, I didn't realize when he was following Franklin how close they were to Franklin's crib. Yeah. But they were literally at the end of that hill. So, Andre pulls up to Franklin's house, middle of the day. Franklin ain't there. He go up. He see the alarm sticker, alarm company sticker. I'm still confused at this point. Because I'm thinking that he went to, like, the. Uh, I thought maybe she gave him, like, a meeting address. Yeah. And, like, hey, meet me here. And because she was, like, on some CIA government shit that he was going there to scope the place out first yeah like i didn't I, it didn't catch on to me where he was at until he was in and walked past some fucking shoes i'm like oh this franklin shit because 
Just like a nigga, he got his shoes. Uh, yeah, out. yeah. He walked in there, Franklin, living like Mitch with the shoes all right. neatly stacked and all that. And uh, Andre Lulu. just <laughs> nigga living like Lulu for real. Diamonds and rocks. <laughs> but uh, he walking around the crib and he's seeing how Franklin really living. Franklin got this nice little house on the hill, bunch of shoes in the corner, thousands of dollars worth of sneakers, nice furnishings, and then he see a safe. And he run over there to the safe because the safe was cracked open. Franklin, why are you leaving your house with safe open? Problem number one. Like that. Oh, no, no, no. He just had that little padlock on it. That's yeah, what it was. Like three or four padlocks yeah, on yeah, his yeah. door. So uh, what's his name? Andre just snapped them open. He had the little cutter. He snipped the lock. Same cutter he used to snip the alarm system. And uh, he go in there and it's a table full of money. I was waiting for Andre to get arrested, to be honest, because he looked dumb as fuck. I was waiting. My house. I thought... Franklin was going to walk in the crib and be like, the fuck you doing here, fam? Like something like, I don't know. I didn't think Andre would make it out unscathed, even with the alarm not going off. But uh, he walks in the thing. He sees all this money. And now he know Franklin. Now, this ain't no weed man shit. This ain't no corner boy shit. This nigga dealing with millions of dollars. What was he looking for? I don't think he knows. I really don't think he knows. You think he was looking oh, for the no, badge no. and the gun? He was looking for the badge and the gun. He was. That's what he was. Because when, so when we first see him walk through there, he walks through calmly. He goes in Franklin's bedroom, and then that's when he start flipping out. Flip the mattress over, cut the box spring, and he literally says, where the fuck is my gun? Franklin got a dog-ass knife underneath his bed spring. Yeah, he, did. Like, he, he did. He did. He did. They got a Rambo knife under that bitch, dog. That's ready for whatever. But, uh... No, so he was looking for the badge and the gun. Because he said that out loud, where the fuck is my gun? Because Franklin a real nigga. You know what I'm saying? This, nigga, never, <laughs> this nigga Jay out here. The never, goddamn Game of Thrones knife like in never, the drawer. You never know what you when you what you may need. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dog. So it was um his entire... Why is he so heavy on finding this gun and his badge? I think that's what's going to get him his job back. Mm. Like nigga, well, we'll 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 see you when you. That's a big. That's a major thing. Yeah. Across, like you can't lose your your service revolver. Yeah. I remember that shit happened on um the wire. Yeah. Like you can't lose your service revolver, dog. Cause yeah, yeah. You about to implicate the police in murders. Yeah. And then if you got a badge, now you can you can impersonate the police. That's a that's a. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, my bad for the beer. Uh, <laughs> This week in culture where we burp live in y'all niggas' ear. Yeah, yeah, dog, but I I know it's major, dog, but it seemed like this was a bit too much of a risk to go over there not knowing for sure that he had your gun and badge in his house for you to find. So Andre's a fucking idiot, though. Extremely. Because, bitch, I gave you the address so you can go get the money, get some drugs, like do something. Give that to your people. Have them sit on a house. Yeah. Not for you. Get this to your man. That said he would literally kill Franklin with you, it, but he don't know where Franklin live and couldn't find it. Now you have the address. Get it to your mans, dog. Have your man sit on the house right there, bro. Because in that neighborhood, that white nigga sitting on the house look a lot more normal. Yeah. Yo, I ain't not mad that I hadn't thought about that. Like, get that address to your man. Why are you doing that, bro? So not Take only this- some money, nigga. Nigga, because you don't have no job right now. You're being unpaid. Take some money. Get a new car. You need a car. Get mail the fuck out of here. Nope. He ain't do none of that. Take her to the suburbs where they ain't got no crack. <laughs> you know what he did do, though? He did ruin this nigga's house. He goes through that mug with a bat. He go through there with the knife. He chopping up shit. He doing all this wild shit. 
Andre, you don't think that Franklin gonna realize this was you? I did not think that uh, he was gonna immediately think it was Andre though. I I don't know why I did. I'm, maybe because like it ain't really nobody out here beefing with Andre like that right now, or with Franklin right now. But like when police raid your shit, that's what they do though. And y'all just did this to my uncle crib, so I'ma immediately go back to police. If I think about police who might be after me enough to do this, I'm looking for anything, and I'm yeah. not trying to like carefully move shit to the side. I'm looking for hiding places. I'm, I'm throwing everything. He beat on a fucking pool table, and fucking trap door open yeah. up and shit. Yeah. yeah. So when the drawer pops open on the pool table, Andre thinks, "Oh, this gotta be where my badge and gun at," and he get lit. Ain't no gun and badge in there. It's a uh hold on, we got some pe- who's that peeking through the window pow nobody now. We got some visitors at the door of the studio. We don't know what's going on there. Oh, I know somebody with an appointment, pardon me. Yeah. No, we was trying to figure out what the hell was going on, nigga. Pardon us. But uh anyway. Yeah, so um, Andre found a file, that file that Franklin been building with all his research and all the news clippings that he was printing off and all the stuff he was looking at about the Panthers and police killing black people and all that. Andre found that file in Franklin's pool table, little trapdoor. Yeah. And now Andre know or got the evidence about the government. And he like, oh, this boy in some. Now Andre is a dangerous nigga. He went from a a ditzy really sort of a beat cop like i ain't never you was a traffic cop bro you was in over your head now you still in over your head but now you know too much and now it ain't really but two ways for you to leave off this this episode in this series honestly um so once he finds that few things start to happen uh one of the first things is franklin comes home and sees his place wrecked he don't know what to think immediately he runs to a safe and it's busted open. It's busted open, but not a dollar is missing. That lets me know this was Andre. That's where I, I know that Franklin knew this was Andre. Because this wasn't no gang. This wasn't no robbery. This wasn't no rival. It wasn't the police. It wasn't the police. They, they, they had to confiscate all the money. Fam, I just watched Training Day the other day. I know what go down. This wasn't none of that. This was a nigga who was looking for something specific that he knows I have. And that he couldn't find. Because if he came into this room with this amount of money on the table and didn't take a dollar, it's deeper than rap. So then he ran directly to where his files were. Yep. He ran and he saw that drawer open. He looked in the drawer. Files is gone. Now it's a problem. So he go, he talked to his pops and his fam. And pops is like, fam, you had all that shit like at the crib. And they all saying that like, damn. So now Andre got all this, all this information. Because first it was like, well, they broke in. Yeah. You don't keep drugs at the crib. They ain't take no money. So you're good. Yeah. Well, they took something else. Yeah. And then. uh, So you mean to tell me, Andre? Because now they was thinking it was. Because no. Uh, what we missed before this scene. Yeah. Is when Teddy go meet with the Colombian dude. Or, you know what I'm saying? The little, the, the dude in the club. And he walked in. And the place is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. With the, with the with the chainsaw, fam. 
So that scene was actually pivotal, and I don't think that uh, people, like, just from discussions I've had online about that episode, no, nah, people ain't get on that. That scene right there was, like, some real Scarface season one and two of Power shit. Like, I love that scene, bro. And I got to give it up to Teddy. Cause he got he walked ice, in there on some G ice running through his veins because mm-hmm. he was scared as shit. Damn, you seen he was scared as shit yeah. afterwards, but he was scared Damn. as shit. And he walked in there. It's funny. It took me till like my second watch to realize that the whole room had been covered in plastic. I saw the floor and like one couch. That's but I wasn't De- paying attention. That's some Dexter shit. I'm, yeah. I was. I was. I was. As soon as I like, oh. That's a kill room. Man. As I, soon as he walked, I'm like, so that's a kill room. I, when I first watched it, when Dog grabbed the chainsaw, that's when I realized the couch in the background had plastic and I saw the floors. But my second watch, I said, oh, no. When they walk in the room, these niggas is moving plastic to the side like a curtain to go through the door. So uh, he walked in the room, talked to the little white Colombian-looking dude, and uh, Dog is like, yo, I hit up my people in Nicaragua, Nicaragua and uh, he say... They what he say? They told me I got a mole. And they said the investigation. Oh yeah, on, he said I got a I got a DA mole. That's what he said. And so then they flash back, and the dude that was working with the old girl that Gustavo shot in the head, yeah, who's still invest. I said you remember we talked about on this uh, on this podcast. Mm-hmm. He was going to be a problem because he's not just gonna let his partner get killed and never fucking like sew it up. He Thanks. gonna figure it out. So he went back to their boss. And said, "Yo, this case is back open. Like we found, we finding evidence and shit. And we about to move on them and shit. And like yep. only thing that connects me to that is you. Mm-hmm. So, nigga, you snitching or whatever yeah. is. So we like we about to cut you up, Teddy. What you doing, bro? Because we finna. I got this chainsaw right here, and I ain't buy it just to have it. Yeah. Like finna chop your body up, fam. And then Teddy come in. Teddy got in his bag. Nigga was like." No, you're not. Man, <laughs> Teddy, Teddy got in his bag. No, you're uh, not. And this is why. Teddy looks so much like Aaron Rodgers. It's bothering me <laughs> oh, every episode. Fam. Yeah. Every single episode. And right now, Aaron Rodgers is rocking that, the mustache. Yeah. And the little, yeah, fam, they look so much alike. It's crazy. But uh, but he had to, so he had to pull this shit off with no fear. Yeah. Flawless, like, no, you're yeah. not. Listen, here's the deal. Man. I work for the CIA. You ain't no fucking cop, J. Reed. Get Fam, the fuck he, out of here. Dog looked so disgusted. Like, why you throw that lie out there? Like, you could give me 20 lies, and bro. And he like, no, nah, for real. This the, this the plan. Hey, come take a ride with me. Yeah. I done switched the whole dynamic. Y'all didn't hear about the kill me. Got the plastic everywhere. Got the chainsaw. Yep. And now you telling him in a room full of goons, hey, no, nah, fam, come take a ride with me. Now, he hoping that this shit worked. Mm-hmm. And it did. And he, you know, bust down, played the whole, had to explain the whole plan. Yep. And, and through the CIA underneath the bus, like, yeah, nigga, uh, this is what the government doing. We, we funding this crack so we can fund the war between Nicaragua and the Sandinistas. The yep. whole, we gave him the whole thing. Like, look, you help me out. Then I give you intel about your about your competitors. I give you intel when there's going to be raids. Like, now, yeah. you, now you work for the federal government. Yeah. Now, that's Blandon in real life. Big facts. So in the real life case, that's the Blandon we end up turning on Freeway Rick. You know what I'm saying? I thought it was going to be Ivy yeah. on a TV show, but like this is the real life Blandon because he's the head of the the drug shit and he ended up flipping because he was working with the state. Yeah. So. Yeah, and um, this is when Teddy starts to realize something's afoot, right? Mm-hmm. Some some ain't right right now, fam. These niggas is... Oh, and he told him, I, started, I got a mole in the DEA. Yeah, and he told him that, but then also Franklin called. And Franklin said, 
Nigga, my house got broken into. Oh, so that's after the meeting, right? Mm-hmm. He got everything smooth. He walked real calm. Get out the car, and then he ran the three pay phones, put the took the money in. He called everybody yeah. real quick and he, real friendly. So he paged Avi. Yeah. He paged Franklin. And he paged Gustavo. Yeah. And like that's when you see his the real nerves. Cause now Teddy he's panicking. Shook. Now he's he panicking. I'm like, oh, this nigga ain't had no ice in it. <laughs> well, yeah. it was ice in his No, veins. it was ice in his because that's the thing. He was clutch. Yeah. But we just saw the real come out like yeah. in a minute. So he go to the pay phones, he throw a quarter in each one, he sends out a page to call him back on each phone. And the first thing I could call him back was Avi. Mm-hmm. Soon as Avi picks up the phone, he like, yo, what's good? Teddy, what's popping? Teddy say, Avi, I need you to pack your bags and go. You gotta." He was like, stop all dealings, nigga. No more guns. I need you to get the fuck out of town. Avi, like a real nigga, say, my bags stay packed. <laughs> like, my Louis bags man. stay packed. So Avi called the squad up. He rounded everybody up and, and he got them together so they could dip out. Uh, next nigga that called back was Franklin. Yeah, yeah. So then, uh, when he when he pages Franklin and Franklin calls back, Franklin in a panic, like Teddy or Reed. What he like? Reed, I, my house got broken into. Reed and Reed, like what the fuck? Like what? What is you saying? Cause he like we gotta we gotta we, we gotta shut things down. Da, 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 yeah. Like well, my house got broken into. Yeah. And, and he like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> he like. Did they take anything? Like, what the fuck happened, nigga? And, but it's just, he know the severity of that. Cause for, should nobody know. And he like, no, nah, they ain't take nothing. He was like, well, no, nah, the person I think of, she would have. Yeah. He fucked up and said she. Mm-hmm. I peeped that. That's a good call. Cause I did peep that. And, and then he when said Franklin hang up the phone, he was like, she. Hey. And he was already talking real weird about a woman yeah. being in love and how she. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause life. when they had a meetup earlier, yeah. we forgot about that. Shit was going normal, but it was kind of weird. Teddy wasn't being his normal, you know, self. And then right when they about to pull off, he asked Franklin, you ever been in love, Franklin? Franklin like, nigga, I guess so. I was young. And he like, uh. And Loki, they had the same conversation. They did. Because they were going through the same thing, a little bit different with yeah. him and Mel. Yeah. But like, Mel is betraying you. <laughs> yeah. And Teddy, your wife, betraying you too, right? Like. And now you're realizing she did it in the worst way because now things are happening. He was like, don't fall in love. Basically, don't yeah. fall in love. Get away from that. Yeah. She's going she gonna to bring you down. Yeah. And, um, and then Gustavo calls back. And when Gustavo answers the page, they digging holes down in Mexico. It's tunnel time, nigga. They, Gustavo working right now, bro. Gustavo was not paying attention at all. At all. I don't think he heard anything over at the phone. All. Nigga, they drilling. They got all kinds of shit going on down in Mexico. And uh. Teddy like, yo, we got to stop. And Gustavo like, why? And he, Oh, no. When Gustavo first called, he was like, what's going on? Shipment coming there early, boss? I'm like, what's happening? Like, nigga, met on the phone. Yeah, nigga. <laughs> Gustavo wild, bro. But he think because he say anything in Spanish, niggas don't know. Uh, and <laughs> so Teddy like, nah, bro, we got to stop everything. Ain't no shipment, nigga. Like, we, we chilling, nigga. Stop all operations, bro. Gustavo like, what? He like, nigga, stop. And Gustavo say, all right, cool. He hang up the phone. <laughs> he say, keep it going. Yo, Odele, y'all niggas get back. <laughs> like, Gustavo say he going to dig them holes, which I love the uh, the call back to his story about Caddyshack. And you remember when he mentioned when he was first buying that house and uh, he mentioned he was talking to the little realtor dude and he was like, yo, do you watch movies? 
only movie I remember when I was a little kid was one called Caddyshack, and he was like Bill Murray uh, spends his time trying to catch this gopher that keeps putting all these holes on the golf course, um. and he was like, I don't remember much about the movie, but I just remember I liked I was rooting for the gopher. And I'm like, oh, them holes underground. Yeah, them and now you and now you building these tunnels. I was like, okay, I see the callback, dog. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, oh, that's some good shit. Damn, bro. Only in that this, moment. Only, only on this weekend, coach. In that moment, I just realized Shorty got a gift for us, dog. We got another bell for the other studio, bro. Oh, okay. She listened to that episode last week where we kept when we was recording. I gotta get it. It's back at the crib when we record. Oh, like, shit, I'm out here. I'm out here. Yeah. Yeah, we got another bell for the other studio, yeah. dog. She was like, I kept, she ain't think we had one at all because on the episode we kept saying, damn, I wish we had the bell. Oh, because we was uh, in another studio. She got us another one, dog. So, right, yeah, we, we litty now. But uh, anyway, um, so Teddy then called all his niggas, but now he know my operation is blown and I don't know how exactly, but it got something to do with my wife. I know it because she the only one that knows to this level. She worked for the DEA and shit. Damn. Like, you know. When for I- a DEA mole for my Colombian drug dealer to come and tell him, yo, fam, a whole case didn't open back up. And we have a case that was closed. And we have no idea how they got enough information to open that case back up. And Teddy, no, only DEA person I talk to is my wife. Yeah. It's finna be wild, dog. So when they meet back up, he in the room or in his little room with the uh, with the cameras. He see wifey walk back in on the camera, so he go downstairs. He don't even want to come upstairs, nigga. He go downstairs, dog. Did you do this? And she just let it out. Like, what she, did you do? Like, oh my god, what happened? And then he yeah. was like, oh, I walked into a room, yeah, covered in plastic, yeah, with a chainsaw, yeah, for me. They were ready to chop me the fuck also, up. Also, Franklin's crib got broken. Got into. broke into. Yep. Yeah, I and so it, I asked you again. Did you did do you this? Fucking do this. Hey, she wasn't. So that actually kind of pissed me off a little bit because you're not taking me seriously till I tell you they was finna chop me up. Like you put my life in danger. in danger, and you haven't you haven't told me any of the truth. Like you ain't told me a sliver of the truth of why you're here. So once I tell you, uh, yo, I could have been killed. I we could not be having this conversation. Then she starts spilling the beans. Oh, yeah, well, the DEA sent me down here to basically learn your operation so we could take it over. Like, and then we was going to send you back to a desk. And so her, her her idea was instead of us taking over it, I'm just going to fuck it up and sabotage it so it's all done. Well, and it was my, she was like, it was my idea to, to end it all. So now it's yeah. over. No, nigga, it's not over. So what she was looking at, them, them few conversations she kept having with Teddy where she said, yo, uh, you need to get out the game, get out the game, get out the game. Get out the motherfucking game, ghost. Right. When she kept telling him that, she was looking at it like, if you get out the game and we run away, I don't have to end it. I don't have to tell you what's really going on yeah. if you walk away. But when Teddy was so adamant about, fam, I need at least another year. She ain't have another year to work with him and investigate. DA sent her down there to do something right now. Yeah. So she went down there. And uh, she did her job. And once she told Teddy what the plan was, Teddy basically said, you bitch, you didn't. She said, we can run away together. <laughs> together? That nigga said together. He was like. Bitch, you a traitor. 
He literally called her that. You are a traitor. You're a traitor with a T, nigga. Like, fam. Saboteur. I don't have. <laughs> she's a motherfucking saboteur. Dog. He said, fam, <laughs> I don't too, have. Brute? I don't have Et shit too? for you. I have nothing for you. You too, Brutus? <laughs> you too? Man, I see right through you, Judas. Man. Dog. She ruined my, the whole shit. Bro. My favorite sentence from a play from Julius Caesar is "Et tu brute?" <laughs> nigga, think picture that like when nigga gets stabbed in his back, yeah, and like everybody against you, uh. and you turn around and your man, it's like, damn, you too, Ant? Yeah, like and like this famous last words, like, damn, nigga, you too, fam. Hey, it had to be you, fam. This your wife. This your what and this the fucked up part. They done had sex a few times. They've had some intimate moments. They she gave the, the the hedgehog reference. Yeah. Like when it's cold, they come together. Yeah. And it, cause they want to be together, but then they porcupine little thing with jiggies. Yeah. Uh, start poking each other and they gotta get away. Yeah. But then they And then they gotta come back together because yeah. it's cold again. Yeah. So that's hedgehogs in the winter. She gave that little analogy. And um it, it was just it was messed up because Teddy to this point really believed she was with him and she was on his side. Though the nigga in the woods told him that this was gonna happen. It, woo, the Asian dude yeah. in Nicaragua or Costa Rica, wherever yeah, they was he at. Was like, look, fam, hey, me and you, we different. We in this shit for the long haul. Yeah. I don't think old girl built for this shit. Hey. You want to find on your own, but hey. she's not built for this shit. Fam, I'm out here in the woods literally setting people on fire. I have uh, airstrips. I got landing strips. I got drugs. I have all the resources in the world, but I had to extradite myself from the government to be able to continue the mission. I'm on, I'm on a mission for this country. Yeah. And it's deeper than what they trying to make a few arrests. Nigga, I'm trying to have a whole operation. Nigga, and you the same as me, Teddy. Your wife ain't like us. She ain't like us. She still work for the government. We know it's deeper than rap, yeah. and uh, yeah, Teddy could have avoided this said, moment, but he got caught up. Be together, and I'm we. You a traitor? Yeah, I'm a. I'm gonna fix this shit. Yeah. You try to break it. I'm gonna fix it, Man. and I'm gonna make sure you spend the rest of your measly, worthless, tired ass life in a fucking office, Man. being meaning meaningfulless. Like he went in, yeah, and then walked he snapped away. On her. He snapped on cold. Her. He basically was like, "She on the rock now," yeah, and walked away. Fam, you played me. And she looked like, damn, this nigga real. Like, he, hey. he, he's 100% for real. And hey. I, I think he's going to do everything he said he was going to do. She even tried to tell him, like, uh, you, it's too late to fix it. You can't fix anything. Teddy was like, no, I can. But I ain't doing it with you. You can get the fuck out. Yeah. Probably my favorite Teddy scene in this whole show. Because he was as as cold as he was and cold as ice as he was with the Colombian dude. This scene right here, he was a raw ass nigga. And bro. every time they brought them on, sta on on camera, it was impactful. Yeah. It wasn't no bullshit. Yeah. Everything meant. And that's so kind of to the point uh, that me and Jay have always said, like, them first couple seasons, man, uh, the non-black people storylines were very much, they were slow. They kind of slowed the pace of the episodes. And they weren't like we knew what they were leading to, but it was just like y'all didn't find a way to make it impactful or so make it like entertaining. Yeah, yeah, y'all didn't like. I didn't. I felt like y'all could have gave me exactly what they gave me without ever showing me them. Yeah, but this 
last few episodes, because even last week they showed Teddy and old girl for two seconds. But that two seconds was literally her saying, Teddy, let's lead a game. Let's just get away from it. Let's go to Africa. <laughs> and she literally hit him like, come on, Tion, let's let's just go that. And we we started to find out then what that was leading to and what it was alluding to. And now on this episode, it was like, oh, fam, real shit is happening. And these characters are very much so like imperative to what's going on. So now everybody knows. Um now, well, not not everybody. What I what I don't know about, okay, and what I am confused about, is that when she hit the fan, yeah, who the fuck snipe Avi man? Who bust that Avi? So Avi back at the crib. He back. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, um, Avi getting his bags together. He got his crew together and they leaving. They in a rush on the way out, and one of his security guards start arguing with the other one like. Yo, uh, help me carry this shit or da da da, and like, go get in the car and boom. And the car is sitting in the front, and while they walking toward the car with the bags, <laughs> silencer go off. One of Avi Mans gets sniped dead in the forehead. Only because Avi bent down to pick something yeah, up. Yeah, because they dropped the bag. So who did that though? I don't know. I'm a little confused right now. I'm not going. I'm curious, and I want to see next week or hopefully the following week because we got finale coming up. We only got a couple more episodes, but I'm curious right now because I don't know who. I get why Franklin's crib. Franklin's crib being broken into had nothing to do with nothing. That was just a nigga with a personal vendetta. Yeah. Who trying to bust that Avi? Mm-hmm. This questions that need answers. Hopefully, we get them next week, but uh, or this week rather, um, this week in culture, but uh. Avi man get shot and Avi pull out the strap and his other man pull out the strap and they bust in, but they just shooting. It's somebody from a window on across the street. Like they don't know what they shooting at and they trying to get in the car. They get in the car. I thought Avi was going to get hit because they got in the car. Put his hand up. Fam. (laughs) Avi jumps in the, in the driver's or in the front seat, but he jumped in on the passenger side. He's sliding over to the driver's seat and bow. One of them bullets hit the window. I thought Avi was hit. But apparently the window just bust and then they pulled off. They left most of the luggage because it was sitting on top of the car and they pulled off and Avi headed somewhere, man. We're going to see more next week. But uh, my thing is, is this the Israelis that Avi's been getting these guns from and that he owes? In the lead up trailer, he's asking Teddy who did this. I paused it and it's Teddy he talking to. Oh, that is. I I remember the back of Teddy head in there. They ain't like a hotel room or something. So look, man, let's get to this, this scene that's really important, dog. Cause the, I mean, well, this this was the this was as much as that happened on this episode. This scene was the episode. Yeah, this was it. It stole the show. We can go. We gonna flash past this uh, male in the alley wanting to come up. They have Man. a little exchange. She like we'll we'll touch on that because I think next week something yeah. could come out about that. So but she yeah. like I'm going home because I can't I can't do this shit anymore. No I'm going home to daddy. Boom. Now, while Andre in in the crib looks like to be cleaning the bottom of a rubber shoe for and crying. Um, you hear the window open. Yep, and it's like, oh shit, Mel didn't slide back. He Mel home. Back. Mel, is that you? And first of all, if you boarded that window up, Mel pulled the two by four off and snuck out of it. Why wouldn't you reboard that window though? Like you need her to come back to the front door. You don't need her sneaking in and out of the house. Come back to the front door. But whatever. He never boarded that window back up. 
And who came through the window? Look who's coming through my window. Pow. <laughs> Nobody now. Is it was it Franklin. With the with the with the revolver out. Yeah. He had the police revolver that he took from Andre. So Because uh, when he went in, they didn't show who was in the room. But uh-huh. I seen Andre first. I'm like, ah. Yeah, and you then see the, you, you see slowly the start seeing gun. the barrel. Yeah. And the barrel came around and it was Franklin on the other end. So uh Franklin there. And he know Andre broke into his crib. And, oh, Andre had been cleaning up that shoe or whatever, but he had also been looking through them files. Because Andre, in a previous scene, talked to his man. He t- The white dude that he'd be working with, his yeah. partner, he told him, this go deeper than the streets. And white nigga. boy was like, look, nigga, uh, you don't want to fuck with this CIA shit yeah. because the nigga I was in the army with, who yeah. used to collect the thumbs off the everybody yeah. he killed. Guess who he worked with? The nigga worked CIA. with the CIA. Now, like, yeah. these niggas don't play. He was so, like, he was the coldest sniper that I knew. And he bitched up and was like, nigga, I don't want, I don't want, uh, I don't want nothing to do with this shit because, yeah. um, because this shit is gonna be wild. Yeah. So, and, uh, my Andre made his statement that let you know he wasn't pulling out no matter what. He was like, fam, all that work we do to keep this shit out the community and here go these niggas dog like they coming in on that bullshit so franklin walks this nigga in there with the gun at his head and he like sit down after he told him sit down it's time to talk nigga he see the file sitting there on the table like chilling andre very open with this shit like you studying the file and uh he got the file on the table he chilling they start rapping and Andre like Franklin, nigga. What you doing? You, you ain't, ain't no killer. You ain't. See, look, man. Don't tell me I ain't no killer, bro. So look, he going through all this shit. Like, you ain't got to do this. Put the gun down. All this extra shit. Yeah. And uh, he like, look, man. I know you. You were one of the, I helped raise you. You was one of the smartest kids I've ever known. Yeah. You ain't no. And like, he like, listen, man. You took me to the crack spot. Well, you took me to the dope spot. You gave me a chance. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you a chance. Take mail and get out of get, get out, out of town, LA. bro. Get Don't out of come town. Back. He get like it cleaned up and put her and, in school. Send her to school. Like, please. Get her maybe out of here. both of us can get get out of this shit a lot. Like, Man. I understand the shit I'm in. I'm telling you, the fact that I said maybe both of us could get out of this alive, I'm telling you the severity of what we involved in. You have my case file of all this shit that I've been collecting, all this evidence I've had. You've seen pictures of me with Teddy. You found out Teddy is CIA. You see all the dealings I've been with. Fam, you know better than anybody, this ain't no shit to play with. This is life or death. And I'm telling you, get the fuck out of town, keep your daughter safe, and you keep yourself alive. Get away from these drugs. These, this rock ain't in Dallas yet. Then he gonna go, well, okay, I'll leave. I'll leave tomorrow. Yeah. But I'm coming back. And that's where he sealed his fate, bro. I done put in 18 years of my 20, and you ain't gonna run me off. So I'm gonna be, you wanna play cops and robbers? It's gonna be me and you and all this extra shit. And you ain't no killer, so put that gun down and get the fuck out my house. Like, whoa. Damn. Like, who you talking to, nigga? In the famous words, Tupac Amaru Shakur, I ain't a killer, but, but don't, don't push, push me. me. You're like, literally pushing me, my nigga. He got the shit in the bag. He like, all right, man, put that shit in there. Yeah. Give me the motherfucking Franklin, file. Franklin, like, give my file back. And he walked over to the side. I'm like, you right. 
I ain't no killer. killer. But and your I, ass just committed suicide. And Andre started turning around. Franklin turned. Bow. One to the head. Now I respect you No, know he did. Woo. Wayne told y'all. Nigga. I respect this move so much because I didn't gave you so many chances. You didn't violate it so many times. You violated my home. You violated my pride. You violated. You came at me on some. Nigga, I raised you. But he also thought about like, you know what? Don't nobody look at me like the killer. Yeah. But since you have been suspended from your job on the force because you lost your badge, you lost your uh you lost your badge, your gun, you was caught up with some kind of prostitute, some shit. Yeah. Your daughter strung out on crack. Like, nigga, you going through it right now. Your car gone, got stripped. I can see you taking your own life. Yeah. And you get into it with the CIA. I'm thinking your partner may even believe that you you wrapped up in this shit too. So Yeah. You know what I mean? So Yeah, dog. This scene was uh It's one of the coldest scenes yeah. ever. Ever. In the snowfall history, bro. Um, the so it was a scene earlier in the episode uh, when Andre was talking to the white dude, and they actually, I think, three times during this episode, they showed a picture of young Mel up on the mantle. They showed it twice before that, and then it, they showed it when he was on the phone with his sister. They showed it again when he was talking to the white dude, and then in this final scene when Franklin shot that nigga in the head, they showed that picture. Blood, blood on the leaves. Blood splattered on the Strange picture, dog. Fruit. Strange fruit hanging, bro. Yeah. It was, again, man, the way they filming this, the way they shooting this, the way they're sort of evoking emotions out of people uh, just with shots like that, like the picture of baby Mel with her daddy blood and brain matter all on the joint that's crazy dog but let's talk about uh let's talk a little bit so uh franklin shoots him in the head and he stages the scene right he grabs a little uh towel wipes the gun down puts the gun in uh andre's hand let him print it wipes off andre's hand so yeah him yeah like he he clean yeah and then he lets andre's hand go so he could drop the gun because you wouldn't still be holding a pistol if you shot yourself so Andre drops the gun. I peeped the placement of the bullet hole. It was just behind his temple, so it could match up with a, you know what I'm saying? And uh, Andre grabbed his file. Now, the only thing I said that I ain't really like, so when Andre, sh- or when uh, Franklin shot him, pardon me, when Franklin shot Andre, and then he started to stage the scene, he put the file back on the table. Mm-hmm. Cleaned everything up, white prints, boom, 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 set the gun up. Slid the file on. Slid the file across. It's blood on that table, fam. I I don't think they're going to, like, do nothing with it. Yeah, I think that was just one of those things that the details that slipped out. But that was a very, like, power, like, ghost took his glove off as he broke out the house and then put his hand on the glass. That was one of them moments. And I peeped and I was like, but it ain't going to, I don't think it's going to come back or nothing. But, uh, Dope episode, man. Crazy episode. Now, let's talk real quick about next week. So, when the preview for next week came on, they show Mel talking to her dad's partner. And she says, Franklin Saint killed my daddy. So, what they've been doing with these previews, though, they've been chopping them up in a way that eludes you to think something. Cause like and it'd be some whole other shit. It was one episode when Man Boy says something. They even edited a word in between. Like, it was a different sentence. Yeah. So I don't know if the white dude going to say Franklin did it. Like, what you mean? You mean to tell me Franklin Saint killed my dad? Like, it could be one of those things. Yeah. Where she was saying, what you mean? Franklin Saint did it? Like, yeah. So you don't really know. But 
if it is, it is. Cause she was coming home. So he could have she could have seen him sliding out the window when she was gonna be going to the window. And that was the thing. So in the scene that we uh we just kind of brushed by because it wasn't really nothing that major happened that in that scene, but uh Mel was in the alley, Wanda approached her, Wanda came up looking for drugs, looking for money, looking for whatever. Wanda was on her crackhead shit. Um Mel let her know, I got fired from the skating rink, so we can't go back there. I don't have no key. They changed the alarm code. Um and Wanda started patting Mel down, looking for like, hey, where that necklace go? Or where's some other shit? Yeah. And Mel got up on some like, I'm sick of this shit. Go home to that. I'm going home. I'm about to go home. She was like, I'm tired. So Mel, we're left to assume, was heading home. home. So what I'm wondering off next week's preview, does Mel find her dad in there dead? Does Mel see Franklin leaving? She got to find him. Does, But like she could find him, but it's also like, fam, y'all live on this little ass block. Franklin ain't had no silencer on the boy. Somebody could have said, yo, a gunshot went off, nigga, at Andre house, nigga. His mama could have called that in. You know what I'm saying? Like when you think about the proximity of where they live. But- do Mel find him? If Mel found him, how soon did she get there? Because, again, did she see anybody leaving? Not necessarily did she know it was Franklin. Yeah, but Mel do it. You on the rock now. Hey, you on the rock. Whatever you think don't matter. And everybody in the hood know you and your daddy ain't been getting along off this rock. You could have shot him for money. Definitely could have shot your pops. And right. I guarantee if she walk in there and she see that gun, I guarantee she going to pick it up and put her prints on it. So And then, like. In a preview, the white cop is got a gun to Franklin head. You know what I'm saying? He's saying, like, I don't know how this shit going to end. It's only two episodes two left. Two episodes left. I do know that the final episode is the best episode of the series. According From what we've been told by the cast. Yeah. So, like, it's about to turn up. And, uh, yeah, I mean, shit, it turned up off top. This episode right here, like, officially turned us to a new level because, um... Ain't nobody really expect Andre. I didn't expect Andre to go out this early Mm. with two episodes left. I thought it would be a finale move. What I hope, what I hope, what I hope, what I pray is they don't do us like season two of Power, for instance, where they killed Sean. You remember that episode? And that had niggas like, whoa, bro. Like y'all went there and that was episode eight. Two episodes remained and they didn't really give us that same level of. That don't happen. So I'm, I'm hoping we know what John Singleton bag he been in and, and what they've been on on Snowfall, but not gonna happen. This has been the last few episodes, even save for my feelings about uh episode seven. This shit's been back. They in a groove. It started off kind of up and down this season, but uh they've been grooving. Him killing Andre the way he killed Andre, it leaves a lot open. We see, like you said in that preview, Andre's uh partner takes Franklin in the car, leads him in there with a gun, Franklin in the front seat, he in the back, and uh, Franklin say, mm-hmm. he say, if you gonna kill me, Do it, nigga. gonna get to it. So we gonna see. I, obviously, I don't think he kill him. No, of course not. But we gonna see what happened, man. We gonna see where they take it. But, uh, yo, man, let us know what y'all thought about episode eight, Snowfall season three. Uh, we about to jump right back here for episode 60 of this weekend culture and get into this power but in the meantime, I'm Ant Wood. That's Jay Johnson. This Week in Culture, episode 59. We right back.